What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Run Your Mouth Podcast. We're done with the end of year thing. We had our Adderall days. I spent entire days cutting, editing, staring at the wall, yelling at the neighbors, fighting people in the hallways. But it's out. It's free. It's available for your consumption. How do you consume it? Well, if you're already watching this live, then you know about the YouTube channel. But if you're one of the uh, podcast listeners, you go to Robbie the Fire, all one word on YouTube, and then you can laugh at the end of year. Uh, even more disinformation. We break down tranny stuff. We break down the end of COVID. Well, we, 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 we button up the entire year with some good old laughs. Uh, but for now, let's get into today's news uh, because, you know, I have to get back into it. Sponsors were coming after me. The Kratom people were calling me up. They're like, listen, you're supposed to be on a schedule here. We're putting our fine advertising dollars into what's supposed to be a professional podcast. You can't just be taking entire months off because you've got some other creative project. We've got Kratom to move over here. That's what they called. They were yelling at me. Sometimes those Kratom people, you don't want to mess with their advertising dollars. So they they were they were yelling at me. They're like, listen, if we're going to be able to continue to provide the world with kilos of Kratom for just $60, we're going to need to know that our broadcasts are going out on a regular schedule, even if you're one of the smaller ones that just happens to be in the mix because we like working with you. Even so, so I was like, all right, we'll get back to work. Don't you worry. I promise we'll have regular episodes coming. All right. So first is, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're locking down flights, everybody. They're shutting down the system. It, the, here comes the big collapse. I don't know what's going on. You think aliens are real and they're up there. And if anyone was in a plane today, they were going to be looking out their window, seeing if maybe they could see some clouds and right there in front of them, you'd have some big old alien UFO spacecraft. And so they said, oh, shit, we got to shut down the planes. Or maybe pilots are dropping like NFL players and uh, they're going to have to take a little rest. You thought that the pilot shortage of last year was real. And then Southwest Airlines, apparently they had all the bad pilots and things had to shut the fuck down. And so now they're like, all right, we're just going to claim that the or you think this was a Russia hack. You think Russia was like, you know what? This whole Ukraine war thing is pissing us off. That's it. Uh, How do you like it if we just turn off your airlines or the economic collapse is here and they want to keep you at home? So it starts with shutting down the airlines. Next thing you know, they're taking away your gas stove ovens and they're saying we're not even going to provide you with any gas. There's no oil left anymore. Then you're like, okay, well, I can take the rail lines. And then suddenly, for some reason, the rail lines are down. Is it going down right now, everybody? Well, welcome back to Run Your Mouth Podcast. All right, here we go. Let's get into what do we got going on? Because, you know, there have been a couple days since we broadcasted. Uh, First is my plea to the corporate media is uh, let's just not, no coverage of Harry. If you're interested in the Royal Queefy family, you're going to have to go to other programs because we're not covering it here. You're going to have to go elsewhere. Has there ever been a character, and I don't, I'm not, I'm not uh, looking, I'm not advocating for any violence. I'm just looking at this from a soap opera, from a soap opera perspective, this character's jumped the shark. Let's just replace him with Andrew Tate. That's what they should do. If you want to rebrand this thing, you want to make the Royal family fun again, you, you want to, like, it, we got to go the opposite way here. You get rid of this queefy, uh, hey, I married a hot chick with a nice ass, and now I carry purses and complain about, I don't even know what. I, oh, my, my fantastic life in the castle was just so rotten, and it's so nice that America will take me in so that I can come here and complain about the rest of my family and living one of the most privileged lives that ever existed. And yet it's plastered on every single newspaper. Instead of talking about, how they can't air, operate airlines that were peak socialism our entire life. You could just buy a ticket. You could show up to an airport. Your plane mostly kind of ran on time and you could get to somewhere. All of a sudden, the whole system doesn't work anymore. A system that worked our entire lives is just, it's just uh, 
collapsing before our very eyes while they go, oh, well, it, there's must be, uh, there, it's because the the 5G, it must be the 5G. Maybe that's what's going on. Maybe they're experimenting with the 5G. They actually got us all infected with the coronavirus and it, you, you, the airwaves from the 5G, it's, uh, it's a lot more potent when you're flying up in the air and you're in an airplane. And so they had to take a temporary break from flying any planes. Who knows, buddy? Go check out the end of year uh, where I talk about how it's just to pick your own adventure bullshit. That's what we're going to do. You come here and we're going to try and spin the most uh, interesting storylines for the nonsense that's going on because you're not going to get real news coverage anywhere. You can go watch the CNN and it's bullshit there too. So you might as well listen to my bullshit because I'm going to make it a little bit more exciting. All right. What else do we have going on? We have Biden. He's got a new political headache with the discovery of classified documents. After all that talk, storming Donald Trump's house in the middle of the night, pulling him out, putting out all over the floor. Look at all these classified documents that he had. It's nuclear materials. Well, maybe it's not nuclear materials, but it's secrets that if other people had, it would endanger our democracy because it might be how we concocted the whole Russia hoaxgate story and that it was the intelligence community. And that's going to be embarrassing if that gets out there. And we've got a nervous librarian that likes to keep perfect records of these things. So we better go storm that guy's doors and get them all back in the library. Well, it turns out that Biden also had classified documents for all of this. Oh, our Trump, that guy's endangering the democracy. He's got no respect for the system. Well, it turns out that Biden had papers at his house too, classified documents. But I, I got to be like, we can't get upset at Biden for these kind of things. I mean, we're talking about a guy who keeps his ketchup in the shower and soap in the fridge. He doesn't know where his documents are, where we're going to get upset with this guy like Trump. It might have been flagrant. He might have been purposely taking these documents. But a guy like uh, Biden, you, you, you really think we can hold him responsible for where documents ended up? And then that's the reporting. They go, even Biden's surprised. Biden's surprised. that Yeah, of course he's surprised. He's surprised when he wakes up in a bed in the morning. Wait, it's a bed. Where am I? Oh, my. Is it a White House? Cool. I get to visit. I work in the. Oh, I'm in charge. Whoa. Cool. The other big storyline with Biden is so he went down to the border, took himself a nice little tour. You can see a picture here if you're watching this uh, or maybe, you know, maybe we'll cut this uh, short one for the Twitters so that even if you're a person that only listens to the podcast, you can see this picture. But here you go. You got Biden. He's taking a little tour and he's talking to the people and he's going, wait, so this thing, it could go the entire way around. You mean we could just put a wall and then the immigration problem would be over? Why hasn't anyone thought to do that? It looks like the wall here, it's working pretty good. Why don't we just do it the whole way around? Also, Tubby over there, someone should put him on a diet. No wonder they keep getting through. And maybe you guys shouldn't dress like garbage men. It seems insensitive. I'm gonna lose my voice if I do any more of that. All right, let's take some comments. I see you guys. Trat is active today. We are back in business. What do we got? Jewish space lasers taking down the airplanes. All right, I'm okay with that. We're writing fantasy novels over here, so why not? SRX extraordinaire. It was a hack for sure, but doubt it was Russian. Well, then who do you think it was? Come on, don't just be throwing that out there. You know, give us give us a story here. Give us the juice. Marion Brandon finding out that Robbie is streaming live is like finding ten dollars in your coat pocket. I'd prefer twenty. 
feel like with inflation, finding a 10 is not that exciting anymore. But I get where you were coming from. I feel like it was a compliment. And so I thank you. All right. We got a couple uh, more news stories. And then I'm going to play some uh, footage from the end of year thing that is not going out anywhere else. Because, all right, well, we'll get to that in a second. So here's Biden defending his border policy at the summit. Uh, and here's what he had to say. Both extreme. I'll read the paragraph, actually. Mr. Biden has faced criticisms from both Republicans and Democrats for his handling of border security and immigration policy. Republicans have said the president hasn't done enough to curb the record migration at the southern border, while progressive Democrats argue that his recent enforcement steps go too far. Can you believe that there are actually Democrats out there going, we're doing too much to secure the border? They're looking at empty miles of fences. They're looking at them taking tractor trailer downs in Arizona. They're looking at the record amount of immigrants that are coming into this country. And they're going, we're doing too much. This is, we've taken too much action. We've already put too many resources into this. This is, uh, oh, we don't have enough illegal immigration immigrants coming in through that border. What a remarkable take from these people. And so what does Biden do? Biden hears these two different perspectives and he goes, both extremes are wrong. Mr. Biden said Tuesday, it's a basic middle proposition. So what Biden's plan is, is he's just going to be in the middle where he pretends like everything is fine. I mean, what a great, like, there's two perspectives. You got one perspective where he's like, this guy's not doing anything. Then you get some other people going, this guy's doing too much. And so he gets to go, no, we're just going to keep doing exactly what we've been doing because that's just the right amount. Because both sides, I mean, actually solving the problem would be extreme. And then doing less to solve the problem would be extreme. So between these two extremes, I'm I'm actually coming in right in the middle. It's a fucking Goldilocks. You know, as long as you're floating right in the middle, then you're good. And so all you really got to do is recruit people to say crazy shit so that you're always right in the middle. It's like, imagine if, uh, you know, at night you went into your neighbor's lawn and you, you just stole shit right out of his fucking lawn. You know, sometimes he would, uh, you, you, but you turn up his propane tank. Uh, you cook up some grill, some burgers on his grill. You walk around his garden. You pick some tomatoes, whatnot. Maybe you borrow his weed whacker. You would just figure, hey, man, we're neighbors. If it's in his lawn, I'm going to take it. And so your wife goes, hey, you know all that shit you're taking from our neighbor? You should take more shit for our neighbor. I mean, you're already taking some shit. Why not take even more shit? And then the neighbor's like, hey, can you quit stealing from me? And you go, you know what? I'm going to meet these two perspectives in the middle. I'll just keep stealing the exact level that I've been stealing. That way, everyone's happy. He doesn't want me to steal at all. Wife wants me to steal more. So I'll just be right in the middle of these two perspectives. What a great way to go through life. If you can just find two extremes, then you could just always be right in the middle. And that's what everyone just likes. A guy who's going to float around in the middle. What a great way to never have to accomplish anything or get anything done. Well, he's got two perspectives on this border. And one side says that we should be doing even less. So... I'm just the nice guy hanging out in the middle. All right. We're going to introduce a new segment to the show. It's called Give Them Some Credit, where we try because everything's bullshit. You got to keep that in mind. And so we're just going to try and come up with more interesting stories here than you'll find anywhere else. Uh, so you look at the Russia-Ukraine war. You look at uh, Biden provoking the entire thing, saying we refuse to say Russia won't be a part of NATO. And so we're going to do a new segment where we try and give them some credit, where we try and look at these global elites and we look at it and we go, hey, I'm pretty sure that they're just serving their own interests. I'm pretty sure that they're uh, doing things that, you know, are bad for all of us. 
trying to make sure that they can continue to plunder money through Ukraine, trying to send money over there without any enforcement of where it's going in any capacity whatsoever, trying to funnel it back through FTX so Sam Bankman-Fried can reopen Epstein Island and start purchasing kids and getting it to the Democrats again, putting the Wexners back in business, making sure the Mossad is funded for the next hundred years. We understand what these people are doing. But in this segment, we're going to try and give them some credit. We're going to try and look at it and go, maybe, even though we wouldn't take their approach, maybe they've got an American first philosophy and maybe they've got information that we don't have. And based on the information they have, they're actually making strategic decisions that they think are in our interest. Now, for us, you can take a step back and go, hey, we like free trade. We don't think we need to be competing with these countries. We think everyone wins when you can just purchase things for cheaper because someone else is willing to produce it for cheaper. We look at things from a freedom and value perspective where we can understand that any of this bullshit is just favoring the global elite. You and I, we're smart enough to understand that. But when you're in the global elite, you don't understand that. And you start thinking, hey, if I don't go fuck that guy, he's going to fuck me. I better go fuck his wife first. I'm going to get on the news and talk about how we need to have a nice relationship and we got to be working together. But I also understand that if I don't fuck his wife, he's going to fuck my wife. So I better go over there and fuck his wife. That's basically the way they're operating. I don't know if you guys follow that example. I don't know if I articulated it in the most... Uh, nobles of fashions, but that's essentially the perspective of these countries. We need trade. We need to be able to work with our counterparties at the end of the world, but we also need this giant military and we also need to take aggressive action towards them because if we don't take these aggressive actions, then they're going to fuck us, but we want to work together. It, 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 that's essentially their outlook. But once again, like I said, for this thing, we're going to try and give them a little credit here. We're going to try and say, maybe they know something that we don't. And so here's my newest concoction, concocted, a new theory here. I'm going to keep saying the word concocted because it's got the word cock in there. I kind of like it. All right. Maybe Putin's dying. He's on the way out. It's absolutely going to happen. Guy's got cancer up to the gills. You know, they're treating him with the best in Western medicine. But at the end of the day, the, the guy's pancreas is falling clean out of his asshole. And he's taking his last run of riding around on that on the horse of him in that billion-dollar house that overlooks the ocean, and he's enjoying his final moments with as the probably richest man in the world at the end of his reign of Russia. And so the U.S. realizes Putin's on the way out. How do we make sure that the next leader in Russia is more on our side, is a little bit more in line with uh, American interest and goals, which is not yours and I's interest and goals, but it might be things like not having Nord Streams. It might be things like not working with China. It might be things like uh, stepping out of Syria. There might just be American interest that Putin was very forceful in standing up against us. And maybe he's on the way out. And there's other leaders that could be taking over Russia once Putin leaves. And there's some that we might even have in mind as being people that we would prefer to run that country. So maybe as Putin's on the way out, what we do is we try and fuck shit up so bad that the oligarchs are standing around going, hey, we better back someone who's going to be cooler with America, because if they're cooler with America, then we can keep making our profits over here. This shit of uh, being forceful towards America has really fucked up our business. And so then they get the, you know, more American ally who's in the Putin role. And then maybe over time, that guy fucks over the oligarchs, but, they, you know, it's going to take time. Like I said, you know, we're uh, we're just trying to spew better bullshit than the next guy. That's the growth uh, 
of this channel. All right. What else I got? What else I got? All right. So we've got some new information in terms of the way that the FBI and government agencies are working with these Twitters. They're working with the uh, Facebooks. They're working with the Googles. They're making sure that people like me can't be out here just running our mouths. We don't want criticism of the system making its way to the average American. We don't want people knowing that the FAA might be down because there's too many alien saucers flying in our airspace today, and they couldn't risk little kids looking out their window and realizing that aliens were real. You know, so what do they do? They they censor. They censor everybody. And uh, it's amazing how apparent the censorship was. And it seems like people are aware of this is a fun one. Next run, your I mean, sorry, next part of the problem coming out, we get into the uh, uh, um, what's that scientist? Neil deGrasse Tyson was on Patrick McDavid's podcast spewing some great a malarkey. Oh, my God. Was he spewing the lies about the covid even with a fucking look back? The hindsight of 2020 does not exist for that guy. So we break it down. I mean, we fucking rip that motherfucker to shreds. I don't remember what point I was making. I mean, you should go watch that episode of Part of the Problem because you would like it. But the point I was trying to get at is we are fully aware of the fact that uh, from the Twitter files thus far and our information even before that, that you've got tech censorship at the hands of government where they're calling people up and they're going, hey, we don't like this thing being on the platform. There was an article in the Wall Street Journal, uh, which some new information about how this tech censorship is operating. And uh, I would like to read you guys a couple paragraphs because I handpicked this as being information that you guys should be aware of. So here we go. This is the White House COVID censorship machine by Jeanine Jones and Aaron Carity. Uh, and this is from the opinion section. So just be aware of that. Newly released documents show that the White House has played a major role in censoring Americans on social media. Email exchanges between Rob Flaherty. I don't know if that's the way his name is pronounced, but let's go with it. The White House's director of digital media and social media executives proves that the company put COVID censorship policies in place in response to relentless coercive pressure from the White House, not voluntarily. The emails emerged January 6th in the discovery phase of Missouri versus Biden, a free speech case brought by the eternal gen attorney generals of Missouri and Louisiana and four private plaintiffs represented by the new civil liberties Alliance. You know, it'd be interesting. I wonder if there could be a class action lawsuit of um, all of the uh, alternative media individuals. If maybe there's a lawsuit against the government for a violation of free speech in their coercion of social media uh, to uh, censor and to uh, shadow ban certain kinds of content. And then if you could actually do the math on all of the growth channels would have had and the missed advertising revenue uh, from being able to have those channels or missed ticket sales, or basically there is a negative effect to being, if you're in the game of trying to get your content online, and then you get eyeballs on your content, and then that allows you to sell advertising dollars or to tour and then get ticket sales. I wonder what the collective value of every single person that had been shadow banned, and if maybe there's some uh, class action lawsuit. You lawyers, if you're out there, you give me a call. I'll be uh, I'll, 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 I'll be your chief witness. I'll, I'll, I'll sit down there and uh, chew bubble gum and do... Uh, the, the, all right, uh, let's just go back to this because I don't know where I was going with this. On March 14, 2021, Mr. Flaherty emailed a Facebook executive whose name we've redacted as a courtesy. How nice of the Wall Street Journal. With the subject line, 
You're hiding the ball and a link to a Washington Post article about Facebook's own research into the spread of ideas that contribute to vaccine hesitancy. As the paper put it, I think there is a misunderstanding. The executive wrote back, I don't think this is a misunderstanding. Mr. Flaherty replied, we are gravely concerned that your service is one of the top drivers of vaccine hesitancy, period. We want to know that you're trying. We want to know how we can help. And we want to know that you're not playing a shell game. This would be a lot easier if you'd just be straight with us. Mm. On March 21, after failing to placate Mr. Flaherty, the Facebook executive sent an email detailing the company's planned policy changes. They included removing vaccine misinformation and reducing the virality of content discouraging vaccines that does not contain actionable misinformation. Facebook characterized this material as often true content that became framed as sensation, alarmist, or shocking. Facebook pledged to remove these groups, pages, and accounts when they are disproportionately promoting the sensationalized content. All right, let's read a couple more paragraphs. On March 21st, after failing to placate Mr. Flaherty, the Facebook executive sent an email detailing the company's planned policy changes. They included removing vaccine misinformation and reducing the virality of content discouraging vaccines that does not contain actionable misinformation. Facebook characterized this material as often true content that can be framed as sensation, alarmist, or shocking. So in other words, even if the information's true, but it just sometimes truth can be uh, kind of damning. It's actually what... Uh, because even let's say you were to say, hey, look at this VAERS chart, that could be alarming. And now people are dumb and they might realize, oh, even though relative to how many people took the vaccine, that's not that much death. You'd still look at the chart and go, I don't understand why there's that much death in this fucking year. And so it could be true information, but it could still be alarming. And so in other words, if you were putting out a higher degree of sensationalized materials, which could all be true, but just doesn't paint the narrative that they're looking to express to the American people, well, then that's it. You're getting censored. All right, let's just finish this uh, paragraph. In the exchange, Mr. Flaherty, there's no way that's his name's pronounced, but from now on, I hope that just sticks, demanded to know what Facebook was uh, doing to limit the spread of viral content on WhatsApp, a private message app, especially given its reach in immigrant communities and communities of color. The company responded three weeks later with a lengthy list of promises. So it's just kind of further evidence of conversations between people in the Biden administration, uh, basically threatening social media of, hey, you're not helping us out here. You better start helping us out here. Hey, this is very specifically the information that we're looking not to have. Hey, you better share the data with us so that we can make certain that you're not sharing things that we're telling you not to be sharing. And then this was from uh, Alex Berenson. He put out a Substack article. Kind of uh, as much as I like Alex Berenson, one of the weaker of the Twitter files. There wasn't that much information, uh, but he did give reference to Dr. Scott Gottlieb. Now, what's interesting about Dr. Scott Gottlieb is that he used to work at the FDA and now he's over at Pfizer. And isn't that a, like a little fun revolving door? I know that we've talked about this guy before on the podcast, and it's the same thing that exists in the financial sector where you can go uh, work at like, you know, Goldman Sachs or you can go work at, uh, uh, at BlackRock, and then you can get in to be, you know, Paulson, you can be the treasury, and then you can put together bailouts that help your old company, or you can be Dick Cheney, you can work for a company that sells arms, and then you can become vice president and go start wars. It's the revolving door of private interest to government. But hey, we're for you. If we, uh, if we didn't have that government thing, then these private interest companies would keep us alive. That's the fucking dumbassery of uh, socialists and these 
uh, pro-government people. It's the corporations. If it wasn't for government, no, it's government that empowers the corporations and it lets them uh, make massive amounts of profits through force and coercion instead of creating value in the marketplace. Go fucking snip that one up and write it down in a textbook and feed it to a kid in school. A lot of information in that one sentence. So you got Dr. Scott Gottlieb, used to work at the FDA. Now he works over at Pfizer. And so, you know, he's got the inside track. He's got the inside information. He can make the calls to the FDA. He can play ball, and make sure that his company is making some fucking profits. And so here you've got an email uh, from uh, Scott Gottlieb, who's working over at Pfizer, to a lobbyist over at Twitter, basically going, hey, this other doctor who put out true information about natural immunity is going to drive vaccine hesitancy, which is another word for, hey, that's going to affect my profits. And then uh, Twitter acquiesced. All right. I think that covers uh, all of that. Last topic was um, we've had uh, uh, it was over the weekend. You know, when politicians really want to get something done, they'll work late into the night. So late into the night after shouting matches, drunken brawls, people getting fish hooked as if like they're like a human fishing experiment. People are getting their mouths covered. Gates is being called an asshole. By the way, here's the thing with Gates. I don't uh, I guess sometimes Gates has his moments and he's a feisty individual. But my general read on Gates is like, uh, well, firstly, he's the kind of guy like you'd show up to a frat party. You'd see a bunch of people like him and be like, yeah, I don't want to hang out here. He's like right out of a movie when some kid goes to like Harvard or Penn. And then it's like the room of fucking douche jockey uh, uh, fucking warden kids. We're all on the lacrosse team. And you're just like, shit, I got to interact with this one. Like I would describe Gates as if there was a uh, report of a date rape and a bunch of detectives walked into the frat where they heard that this date rape had gone on. They would just look at him and go, all right, that's the guy. Case closed. Let's go. Come on. Get get in the van. Nah, nah, we don't need to run any DNA. It's you. It's you. We all know it was you. Um, with that being said, I don't know. Maybe he's got his moments. Maybe he pushed some reform. So there was a write-up in the uh, uh, zero hedge of the uh, supposed concessions that were uh, gotten from McCarthy. So we'll do a quick rundown. As have been reported, it will only take a single congressperson acting in his one is known as a Jeffersonian motion, a move to remove the speaker if he or she goes back on their word or policy agenda. A church-style committee will be convened to look into the weaponization of the FBI and other government organizations against the American people. Um, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it, but uh, I, this is the next headline also. House Republicans form committee to investigate weaponization of government. Uh, so it'd be interesting if they actually do uh, bring in the FBI and they look into more of how how government agencies are operating, why they keep trying to pretend that there's domestic terrorism and that people like me are the biggest threats of the country. Um, all right, what else? Term limits will be put up for a vote. Bills presented to Congress will be single subject, not omnibus with all the attendant earmarks, and there will be a 72-hour minimum, minimum period to read them. Isn't it amazing that that was something that even needed to be negotiated on? Like, who? what, what, were, what Republicans were standing against that one? that they needed to hold up McCarthy getting in and get that as a concession. Uh, the Texas border plan will be put before Congress. I love that because it's just so lazy. It's like, it's not that we're going to build a wall. It's just that you're, you, you agree to at least bring the thing forward for no one to vote on or for nothing to happen. You just, you, you'll at least agree to have the conversation about it. Wow. What a concession that one was. COVID mandates will be ended as will all funding for them. 
Uh, that would be good. And budget bills would stop the endless increase in the debt ceiling. All right. Well, we'll see if any of those concessions come through. All right. That is the end of today's broadcast. We are going to close it out with a piece from the end of year for all the people, because there are a lot more people that listen to the podcast that do not uh, uh, subscribe or check out the YouTube channel. And also, you know, th throw the show a bone. If you've never done it, rate, review, subscribe, do, do the four stars. Go to the other platforms that you're not on. Make me feel good. Make it look like the, the show's got big numbers. Tweet it to your friends. Send it to your grandma. You know, just uh, spread the word. Anyways, uh, please, if you're a listener of the podcast, go to my YouTube channel, Robbie the Fire, all one word. I put out about a half hour of new material from last year. I uh, got some great jokes in there, some, uh, some good opinions, some good information. So if you've never checked out any of my video content, and a lot of you listeners have not, which is cool. I get it. You're mostly uh, listening at work or whatever else. Go check it out. They're in uh, bite-sized chunks. You can listen to the 10-minute tranny chunk. You can listen to the 10-minute chunk on uh, COVID. Anyways, there's a piece that I will be playing for you guys now, which does not appear on YouTube. I, I, and please don't slice this up because uh, it was not as funny as the rest of it. So I kind of cut it out. But there enough work went into it, and I feel like the opinions are good enough that I feel comfortable representing it as podcast material. I just wouldn't put it out there as kind of uh, stand-up material or as uh, as a part of the end of the year. So I'm, I'm calling this piece Cut for Time. It explores the World Economic Forum. It explores uh, what's going on in uh, in Russia. And honestly, I wrote this and only got to do it at two shows, so I probably would have uh, figured, but who cares? Who cares? I'm just trying to say I'm putting, uh, uh, you know, here, here's a piece from the end of the year. This was the least funny part of the entire thing. So for all the audio listeners out there, go check out the entire thing, which is on my YouTube channel. Uh, I also, uh, live listeners, there's 40 of you. You can tell me if you're going to be able to hear the sound on this because um, I'm trying a different setup. So we'll find out um, if it works. All right. I think that's enough introduction. Shout out to uh, Yo Kratom, home of the $60 kilo and loyal sponsor of this podcast. All right, let's try and make the adjustment. You tell me if there's sound. If not, we'll make a change. All right, my thoughts, next election, let's just vote no on this guy. That's what I'm thinking. Let's just vote no. Let's make that the policy. Vote no on Klaus Schaub. I'm, gonna, I'm putting it out there. And then from there, I don't know, we can just do like a presidential coin toss. Like... And what's nice about that, you know, you put the presidents on both sides of the coin and then you get a clear winner. Because I can't imagine Trump would still be, I, I win. Okay, you switch the coin. <laughs> Pence, you got to do something, okay? <laughs> All right, now here's why I say vote no on Schwab. I don't quite know what he's going on, like what he's up to. But I feel like anyone who's looking at the situation in China and just going, excellent. <laughs> Right? No one should be looking at the situation in China of like carbon, uh, I mean, uh, of digital currencies, of uh, health passports, and people locked in buildings as if it's a present from Christmas. You know what I mean? Like, like what is he up to? And you look at all these situations, and firstly, they're hypocrites. They're flying around in these uh, planes, and they're telling us that we got to paddle to work. <laughs> and then they go further than that. It's all this talk about diversity, and then it's a boys club. And how are we supposed to compete with these people when they don't have to work with women. Like, <laughs> we're out here in day jobs, we gotta meet with HR, pretending like these people have good ideas and <laughs> they just get to fly around in planes and have a men's club. Like, obviously that's not gonna work. And then 
their big talk is that they were going to have a great reset in this new world order. And let me guess, in this new world order, you're going to be on top of it. I'm just guessing that's the way it's going to work. Instead of the old world order, where uh, we got food and we had energy, we're, we're going to have this new one with carbon trackers, where we get to pray to the great Kling Schwab for things we've had our whole lives. Like, this is your new world order. And then here's the thing. They were talking about the, you're going to own nothing and you're going to be happy. And let me guess, he's going to volunteer to own shit and be miserable. Like, <laughs> the great honorable Schwab. Miserable on my boat. I hate this. It's like, two-year-old logic. Who's buying this? And now this is creepy. They took down the own uh, nothing and be happy. Like, that actually made it to the masses where people were like, what the fuck? And they scrubbed it from the internet. And I read it. Their pitch was that the entire economy can work like the laundromat. And I'm here to tell you, the laundromat fucking sucks, right? You go in with clean clothes. I mean, to clean your clothes, you end up leaving with the fucking flu. Like, and the worst part about the laundromat, I don't even know if you guys have them up here. You probably have like homes. You actually have like, you know, laundry. I have to go to them and it sucks. You got to be around other poor people, which is gross. Like, yeah, there you go, baby. Uh, and that, like, this is what everything's going to be. I got to wait online for fucking bread. Like, I'm not, so I don't know what he's up to, but let's vote no on global feudalism. You know what I mean? Let's walk away from that one. That was a big one from this past year. All right. The next big topic this past year was obviously we got what's going on in Russia. And this is a confusing storyline because we're giving all this money to Zelensky. We're blowing up pipelines. And I'm just looking at this. I'm like, we really want to be in a situation where Jews are making things worse for Germany. <laughs> and if you guys thought this through, what happens when it gets cold this winter and they're turning back on the ovens? Come on, guys. Like, I couldn't resist that one. <laughs> but seriously, so we're giving all this shit to Kanye. And then at the same time, we're giving money to actual Nazis. But then it gets so weird because in this storyline, we've got Jews and Nazis working together to, I guess, keep Ukraine shitty? Like, like I don't even follow it. It's like, what are we even getting at here? And then you look at this, it's uh, like they don't want any uh, investments from uh, from Putin. And I blame Biden on this because he refused to say that we weren't going to bring NATO in. And like, of course, that's not going to work. They're like, imagine you knock on your neighbor's door. You're like, hey, neighbor, you mind if I bring this army here? It's like, yeah, of course I mind. Like, I mean, saying that you're going to bring NATO next to Ukraine uh, would be like if you owned an orphanage and then someone opened a pedophile rehabilitation clinic right next door. <laughs> like, you can't bring Clinton around these kids. Like, that's obviously not going to work. <laughs> All right. And now they've been saying that this guy was always going to be imperialism, right? He always wanted to invade all these other countries. And if he just got that pipeline, it's like pinky in the brain, he would have taken over the world. But then you look at it and you're like, he can't even take over Ukraine, right? But they're like, nope, he was going to take over the world. And I look at this, I'm like, we're coming off a loss in Afghanistan. Why are we hopping right back into the ring? You know what I mean? It's like, let's chill, you know, fucking take a training camp or maybe in a tuna fight. Like, let's go fuck up Peru. Let's do that. That, that makes sense. We'll fuck up Peru. China can take Taiwan. It basically looks like it's part of China. I'm looking at that. That, that looks, and then, you know, uh, Russia can have Ukraine. It'll be like kids in a candy store. Everyone can have one. You know what I mean? Simple system. <laughs> All right. Unmuted. There we go. Thanks, everyone, for hanging out. Probably back Friday or Saturday with another episode. We're going to have Steven, our Wonder Boy non-resident scientist, giving us the latest with the BA5292 shitty Jimmy Fallon songs. 
And then uh, we'll also have uh, we're going to talk about uh, some of these player collapses, whether or not there's anything there. Um, that's our episode. Once again, Robbie the Fire, all one one word. Go check out the rest of the uh, end of your recap. Even more disinformation. As I said, if you like that part, it was cut for time because it was the weakest of the entire thing. So go check out the rest of it. And if you're curious to see the slides that were in conjunction with it, uh, you can check out the video version of this podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Twitter, or other places. Like, review, subscribe, send me money, and, you know, let's have a good year, everyone. Later.